As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. It's Christmas! Let the bells ring out, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome uh, to number six of our 12 rambles of Christmas, the halfway point. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, gentlemen, during any season, there are twists and turns, shocks and surprises and drama and all how we love the drama. Well, the title race always captures the imagination, but often, often where the real drama lies is between a handful of teams battling for their lives at the bottom of the table. Today, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about the relegation scrap. This is as dramatic as football gets. 100%. Mm. And I've learned that um, we, as a football podcast, have been uh, we're so much part of the football furniture now, we can get an endorsement, as we have on this show, <laughs> talking about yesterday's show. And many of our listeners have indeed already relegated us. <laughs> so we're not immune from this either. No. We're always in a scrap, us. <laughs> we are. <laughs> always fighting for our survival. Come May, we're always fighting for survival. And it's variably three ways. <laughs> indeed it is, yeah. I mean, relegation, it's, it's a terrifying thing. Relegation strikes fear into many teams across the land. 
And at some sides, their, their objective at the start of the season is to avoid it. Yeah, mm. that's what they're. Well, everyone wants to avoid it, but some people don't have to worry about it as much. Well, yeah, I don't. I mean, yes, I don't think Pep Guardiola said right. Let's have a season without avoiding relegation. Let's get the forty Some, points. Sometimes mm. relegation finds you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's true, Peter, because because mm. other sides. So some sides start off thinking right, avoid relegation. That would be a good season for us. Other sides don't start thinking about it until they find themselves in trouble, mm. and then some sides don't realise it's happening until it's too late. So there's, mm. a, I guess, the last couple of seasons of the Premier League have been just just people being unable to thrash themselves out of an absolute miasma of, of just crap football. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't always the case. Like relegation would find you. Like you could find yourself in relegation scrap and actually be playing quite well and actually getting mm-hmm. picking up points and stuff. But I don't know what the points totals are. I'd like to just probably check it's out. About 30, it's about 30. For the Premier League, it's about you probably need about 36 mm. now. So the 40 point thing is a bit it of a used to, Yeah, so it used to be about 40, didn't West it? West Ham got relegated with 42 one year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I think it has been breached yeah. once. But people say our aim is for 40 points. That that generally is the thing. Mm. But what, what we're sort of tapping into there is the old cliche, the old cliche, the old cliche rather, <laughs> Of it, or they're too good to go down. Yeah, and that's yeah, always exactly. dangerous. Middlesbrough in the nineties yeah. when they had Janino and Ravanelli, a good example of that. You know what? I think that's bec- that's been proven true so many times. You don't even really hear that cliche anymore. I don't remember the last time a team was described true. as being too good to go down. I mean, a good example and one of the baffling sort of um, kind of characteristics of that era where too good to go down was something you heard a lot was was when Leeds went down. Yet every single one of their players was being linked with a move elsewhere if they went yeah. down because the, the squad had so much talent in it. But for some reason they would they would just get the club was a basket every week. case, wasn't it? Yeah, and they weren't they weren't just losing like you know a bit. They were they were getting smashed. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's strange. You're right. You look at some of the players they had. What on earth were they doing there? And they've never come back since. No. Which is which is why relegation is is the boogeyman. Well, that's the danger, know? isn't it? It's a, a, a trapdoor, a real trapdoor. But then yeah. the, the other hand of it, if you survive it, you've had this abysmal season that ends on this massive high. Yeah. Which is a really weirdly that is right. That is thing. right. Yeah. I mean. You know, Luke, you'll remember Portsmouth when they had that miraculous escape. You know, that that yeah. Jim's right, that that you have a terrible season and you're thinking to yourself, Oh blimey, you know, when's the next win, where's the next win coming from? Yeah. You're looking over your shoulder constantly, and then when actually survival is clinched, it's almost like winning a cup. Yeah. So well yeah. I mean you've seen both of those things in recent times, Luke. You've yeah. seen Pompey win the FA Cup and, and make a sort of miraculous escape. Well, like how did they, they compare? Well obviously they're very different. The, but. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. I think I think the escape was obviously more relief than anything yeah. else. And with the FA Cup, in a way, it was sort of similar because Portsmouth it, the draw opened up for them to such an extent. They had Cardiff that, in it, the final. that it was like and they, were, they had West Brom in the semi final. Yeah, and the only game they played um, would, would have been tough. Would have been United away at Old Trafford, which as we know they bought. We gave them a batter, batter in that one. And <laughs> uh, but but the thing was, interestingly, there's two things have come together more recently than that, which is in 2010. Now. Portsmouth were relegated in 2010. They got a nine-point deduction for going into administration, but they would have been relegated anyway. They were awful. The writing was on the wall for a long time. So I didn't feel the anxiety around that. You just you just sort of you, know, you get used to it. But yeah. in that season, they also got to the FA Cup final and they missed a penalty to go one up. They could have won the FA Cup That's right. and been relegated in the same season. But Salah Wigan. Indeed, absolutely. It would have been exactly like that. But you you have to remember, well, you don't have to remember because you have no reason to care about this, but before Portsmouth <laughs> got promoted to the Premier League, <laughs> Before this Mandarich Redknapp type uh, revolution happened, most of the time Portsmouth were in danger of being relegated out of the Championship, and that was where you felt. It. I personally felt it a lot more keenly because yeah. I lived in the area. Portsmouth going into league, when well, we've seen what happened subsequently, but at the time Portsmouth going down to the third tier would have been unthinkably 
shit because we were already absolutely skint anyway. Mm. Uh, the club was a comatose giant, let alone a sleeping giant. And they came very, very close on a number of occasions of going right down to the third tier. And I think when you live in the town and you realise exactly how much it can be affected, the, the converse of this is when Portsmouth promoted the Premier League, the whole city got investment. It mm. felt like it, the whole city was on the up. Yet, when you get relegated, it's bad. And, 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 and the opposite. And part of that is, of course, the, the, the members of staff that, that, that lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you go these days from the Premier League down to the second tier. The Championship's a great league. And, and, from, and there's from, loads of big clubs in there. Of course. You can, from, you can from reel them off view, and they're huge clubs. From a football point of view, genuinely, there's nothing to be scared of. No, there's so many reasons no. you can have a good time. I, agree. I totally yeah, you agree You win games, you get to play some nice football, yep. there's less pressure, blah, blah, blah. Good away days as well. Yeah, but, but... Um, a lot of people suffer who work at the club because of this mm. drop-off in the amount of money available. And that really is something that has to be thought about a lot more deeply than it currently has. But from the outside looking in, I completely agree with what you said at the start. It's The drama is, un- is incredible. I remember there was a season, the season that Norwich got relegated, they got beaten heavily at Craven Cottage. That's I, for- right, yeah. I forget the year. That was an amazing final day. That, there yeah, were like five was, or six teams could have yeah. gone down. Well, that was the that was the year that West Brom made that great escape, wasn't it? And it was the it, and it may have happened since, um, but at the time it was the first time that no one was mathematically relegated on the last day. So it was right. all to play for. And Norwich had to um, they had to just get something at Fulham, didn't they? And they just capitulated and lost six, six or six, nil, six and yeah, or something like that. And um, do you remember that match of the day? That was the greatest match of the day of all time because they did it in real time. So they did. Yeah. They did all the games mm. at, at once, rather than showing yeah. the individual ones, and it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, because and there's so many teams involved. Obviously, with the title race, that the best you can hope for nowadays is two teams going into the last day, and obviously the two Manchester sides with Aguero, you yeah. know, was was unbelievable. Uh, you know, and the, and the scenes of, of jubilation. But but it's it's interesting to say, Luke, there about. It's, 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 if, if a club gets relegated, it's almost like the the, the local economy has like a mini recession. Yeah. Or, 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 I know that's a bit strong to say, but it's true. People, there is a chance that people could lose their jobs, and people will certainly have a reduced income. Mm. And 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 there is a cloud that hangs over sides, and especially big sides like we've seen with Leeds United. They've they've not recovered as yet. Some sides can be a bit yo-yo, up mm. and down, mm. and, and whatnot. And I mean, Pete Newcastle obviously have been relegated recently. It, ridiculous to think of the size of that club. A club that we've seen nearly win the title. A club that is huge, has played in the Champions League and all. The I, not, I don't know about the sense of shame. Shame might not be it, but I don't know what it would be. The sort of the dark cloud that hangs over when, the when city. A city when, it, when, it, when a stadium and when a team sort of dominate one city, I think it's a, a very different situation. I think the more stark and interesting relegation in, in recent history was definitely the first one with where they had five managers... Yeah. In a whole season, mm. it was uh, Keegan, Hewton, Kinnear, Calderwood, and then Shearer. And then they went down. With, Mike, all with, with, with players like Michael Owen, Shea yeah. Given, James yeah. Milner. You know, these weren't crappy players. Damien and Duff they still went there, down. He? Damien Duff was in there, yeah. yeah. Um, they lost Mark to Villa on Viduka. the last day. They lost to Villa on the last day. I think, uh, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. With a deflected yeah, yeah. goal. And right. I, th- would have, I can't remember uh, but if then, point then, would have but been But then later on, when Jonas came, Jonas Gutierrez came back after having testicular cancer and, you know, came back to health, bless him, and he scored the winner at West Ham or the one that sealed the victory. just gave it the fucking big one to Mike Ashley. I really enjoyed that moment. So, you know, there's two sides of the kind, isn't there? If you escape it, 
But, New, but Newcastle United is very much the focal point of that city mm. in a way that a lot of other clubs aren't. Yeah, mm. hugely. And, but, and, and so it probably affects them. But I'm saying for, for a side like Newcastle, there's no way they should be in the championship. With with the, There's no way that Sunderland should be where they are. You know, there's no way that Hartlepool should be down there. There's no way that... It's within the realms of possibility for, for, for sides like that. You look, you look at the size. Sunderland of, are a bloody big club. I know they are. Huge oh, so, they, should, they shouldn't be in the third tier. You're absolutely right. right. But with Newcastle, I'm saying, Peter, that when a side like that goes down among the supporters, they really feel it. No, uh, yeah, but they, they, they enjoyed the championship, um, and um, but I think they. But they, they have to get themselves up for it. Yes. The point yeah. It's not like there are some clubs. If they go down, even like Fulham for crying out loud, you think well. They had a bit of a good run. Exactly. Nice at time, at yeah. least, you know, there's a chance we'll win something. It felt Looking back on it now, it felt like that for Portsmouth. It felt a bit like a, you know, an extended holiday that was a good laugh. And, exactly. Yeah. But they wouldn't have taken, presumably most fans, so I don't speak on behalf of all of them, but they w- w- wouldn't have taken the trade-off that came along. I no. think the club yeah. almost going out of it. I when, I was, when I was talking about, when we were talking about uh, derbies a little bit earlier on in this, in this run, um, I spoke about um, Hartlepool and Darling playing in Division 3. Other teams in that league back then, was like Swansea and Fulham and stuff like Probably that. Probably Bournemouth, maybe. That. Yeah, Bournemouth as well. Yeah, yeah. that's what like, I mean. Maybe, if, if you go down to the Championship and you're one of the biggest or bigger clubs in the Championship, it's actually okay. You can find a bit of comfort in that. Mm. You don't want to be the biggest club in the Championship yeah. because it shows you should probably shouldn't be there. Mm. And, it, and I think if you go down, like you say, look, you can have a good time, but you don't have the away days to Old Trafford. Mm. You don't have the games at the Emirates and and all that kind it's of just, stuff. Again, it's a status thing as well. Going back to the fan rivalry thing, I remember like. First time West Ham got relegated in my, you know, in my memory of it. I was yeah, like, what? I know. Yeah. It just seems yeah. so weird. But when Man, Man City, when, when Man City went yeah. down, I, I thought, well, they deserve that. They've been stinking up the league for quite a while, <laughs> yeah. and look where they are now. But I mean, they went way down, of mm, course, yeah. and then and now they're they're way up. All right, after the break, a little more relegation scrap chat. See you in a minute. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Welcome back, everybody. Now, we focused there on sort of Premier League and all, but it, really the real tough one, if you're going to look at the, uh, uh, in England, at the mm. whole of, uh, of the professional leagues and whatnot, is if you drop out of League Two into the National League. That, and, and it's only one place uh, mm. that gets automatic relegation there. That is, oh, <laughs> you, yeah, that is really, that is tough. I mean, we've seen big sides like Luton. Um, and Oxford uh, United, Leighton Orient, Leighton Orient go down. I mean, that is that is like they drop off the map. Yeah, you're not on your highlights you're not, aren't you're anywhere. Not professional in it you're, anymore. You're, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Your highlights are not on wherever the the football league highlights on Quest or Channel Five or whatever. You're not your your results are not as uh, as 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 easily as attainable mm. as they were. That really is a tough relegation to take. Um, and uh, I know we spoke about him recently on the on, on on the ramble, but Carlisle United and Jimmy Glass when yeah, they yeah. survived that time, you know, that was uh, and, and that's how, and that's affected him to such. He is like a he's like a he's a household not a household name, but football fans everywhere really of a certain age know exactly who he is because of that. Yeah. And they wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. And it uh, one thing that surprised me at the start of when I first started getting into this job, where you actually meet players and you interview them, you talk to them and stuff. I was surprised to start with how much they actually do care about things. Oh yeah. My my impression mm. of football players before I started doing this was that they it's just a job for them really and yeah fine they do love it and they'll kiss the badge and they'll they'll turn up on the Saturday and they'll have a good time and they'll try their best but they don't care. And then I remember interviewing Chris Kirkland for one of the Ramble Meet specials and he was relegated as a young guy um at Coventry City. And I mean He's. I mean, he 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 was absolutely. Even when he was talking about it years later, he had forced his way into the team. Magnus Hedman, who was Sweden's number one, was the goalkeeper. Gordon Strachan was the manager. Chris Kirkland, I think, got a chance and kept the shirt. Kept Magnus Hedman, an international keeper, out. And he was. Mm. I think he was only about eighteen. Kirkland, and yet they got relegated that season. And and to hear him talk about it even a year ago, when it was you know, I think he's the same age as me, so it's been almost twenty years ago now. Um. It was it was actually quite revealing about how much they do, players can care. Yeah, and but we've seen players like Alan Smith, as you mentioned, Leeds United earlier. Alan Smith was in absolutely devastated, wasn't he? A Leeds yeah. United fan. But then the flip side of that mm-hmm. is: Do you remember when QPR were relegated under Redknapp? Yes, and Jose Bosingwa was was seen smiling <laughs> and laughing and joking, yeah. With, yeah. Uh, with, and, and and they got a lot oh, of stick for that, wasn't it? Pascal Chimbonda for Wigan as yeah. well. They got relegated, and he he had his a transfer request in his sock. Sock, or did they stay up? Maybe they stayed up. It, it, he, there it, was definitely Pascal Chimbonda who did something like that. 
I, mean, yeah. I think they stayed up, but yeah, the point is that. But it shows you. It shows you. The, he was prepared. It sh- yeah, yeah, it shows you the 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 difference between the Premier League and and the second tier in England. The fact is, years and years ago, Alan Smith playing for Leeds. You know, he loved Leeds and all the rest of it. He would have stayed. Because yeah. the difference mm-hmm. in the two leagues wasn't that great, but this was a young player who wanted to play for England and he wanted to achieve a lot in the game. And someone, I remember the interview, someone said to him, but you're not a, a championship player, are you, Alan Smith, or Division 1, whatever it was called at the time? And he went, no, I'm not. Yeah. And actually, he put his own career ahead of playing for Leeds United. Now, that's not a criticism. That's not a kind of, oh, you sold out. Or Can anything. I weigh in with a criticism? Please. He went on Soccer M that season um, doing a player interview. Where they answer a load of prepared questions. Yeah. And they... and. And one of them is um, something you you it's like something like something you definitely know, and he just said, "I definitely know. I'll never play for Man United." Yeah, well, and then they got relegated, and they signed Man United. <laughs> Sorry, wrong, and yeah. then he turned into a midfield player and really flourished. Yeah, and do you know what I love is you can imagine Alex Ferguson seeing interviews like that and going. Do you know we'll what see. I'm going to do? This. Yeah, 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 Just yeah. yeah. To... <laughs> Rub salt in, in the wound. A, yeah. In a way, it was a come and get me play. Alan, Alan, Alan Smith, uh, salt shaker, Alan all over Leeds United. <laughs> Alan Smith was also in the squad that went down as well. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Specialist in failure. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, I mean, we talk about footballers probably not probably you know it being surprising to hear how much they care, but I mean, presumably all four of us in the room at some stage as kids wanted to be footballers and I think most of the people listening that would have been the case for as well. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to be the ball. <laughs> Did you? I just yeah, wanted we to can still arrange that. <laughs> but I mean, obviously all of the, all, every footballer was in the same position but they had to dedicate themselves to, to this incredibly tough lifestyle yeah. really in terms of how much you have to commit to, to, to you know, focusing on I that. I think so you've tapped into that. Care. I, think, I think so. I think you're right because I think maybe if players get to a point, I mean, you're always going to get players who don't care because it's just a job to them and they just we're just good at it and that was fine but by and large, I think you've tapped into something there. And I think Chris Kirkland being affected so badly about it would probably be because he was so young. Mm. But I think in, in maybe you can absolutely see how across a 15 or 20 year career, by the end of it, you're just completely disillusioned by it. Yeah. And, you don't, and you don't care. Or you've seen everything and you can deal with yeah. it. Yeah. The emotions. Going through the emotions. Yeah. I mean, did Michael Owen struggle when he was relegated with Newcastle? Did what? Sorry, the Michael Owen struggle when Newcastle went down. No, he released a dossier, a come and get me dossier, and <laughs> yeah. went to Manchester United, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah. He did. I mean, it's right. only fair we mentioned Michael Owen on this because we did endorsements yesterday, and he didn't get any stick for the Dubai helicopter thing. No, no. <laughs> so let's give him some stick in this one instead. <laughs> Even though he was very nice when you spoke to him, Marcus. Apparently. Yeah, and and people, a few Newcastle fans said, "Oh, you didn't ask him about Newcastle," genuinely because there was a PR man who kept walking in the room and tapping his watch, telling me to hurry up. <laughs> right there we go. That's how it works. Hmm. That's how Paxman gets you. That's yeah. it. <laughs> So, um, yeah. We've often um, talked about the relegation system in Germany, which is, uh, has been different, um, which, which is the third bottom team in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. have a playoff with the third place team in the, uh, in, yeah. the, in the Bundesliga too. Like, I, mean, I love the thought of that. Well, that is mad, isn't it? I mean, it, if, that, the, the differing emotions on the day, yeah. if, if the team who are the lower league side go up, because it's not like losing a, losing a cup final is bad or something like that for, for the, the side who finished second. They can take an ounce of solace perhaps thinking, well, you know, I've got a runners-up medal. We had a good run, especially if they're an underdog. They can say, do you know what? And their fans can applaud them off and say, bloody hell, you got us to a final. We appreciate the memories. Obviously, that might not be the case if it's, if it's two big sides. But if the losing side is being relegated and the opposition are the ones celebrating who have taken your place yeah. mm. in that league. I mean, it's... But the playoff final, not quite the same, but the playoff final is often one of the best games well, that of the is, year. Well, that's great because you've got the little cup competition. Yeah, so I, I don't know... But the Bundesliga playoff thing, the, the, the criticism you can level at that is it doesn't really work. I mean, mm. the, the, the team in the second flight hasn't been promoted um, through that means, I don't think, since 2012. Yeah. Oh, Fortuna Dusseldorf beat Hertha, I think. 
Um, last couple of years it's been Wolfsburg who've won both times and then before that yeah like Hamburg and Eintracht Frankfurt and Hoffenheim they, they've, mm. they've it's, it, I don't know why that is it's across two legs of course isn't it so maybe they just mm. the better team wins out across the two legs but it's interesting you say that because without wanting to sort of divert too much I was thinking about this the other day about something else randomly I wonder if like a team who's confident and winning every week say like a team like at the moment current time recording someone like Leeds or Norwich who are flying high in the Premier League uh, sorry in the Championship mm. I'd fancy them to beat Huddersfield yeah. I'd fancy them to beat H- Cardiff probably but then having said that they've both come up through that means and they should yeah. be they should be mm-hmm. equipped to deal with that but they're not really winning they're not Fulham is another yeah. one their yep. confidence was probably low so yep. you wonder why it's not it doesn't happen as uh, as much as it should psychologically it's very interesting isn't it you think maybe there the, is a psychological barrier maybe that's it would the championship team inferiority feel, feel complex, inferiority mm. complex? Yeah. and absolutely would the the premier league team feel this sort of energized pride almost yeah. like no this is not our, but, but you're beneath us you are literally beneath us and we're going to keep you there and and the threat the threat of a relegation and whatever level you're at and, and you talk about players earlier on probably dropping out possibly dropping out the football league that was a very, very real possibility for Portsmouth they went yeah. all the way down to the bottom tier yeah. they found that they bottomed out for the size of club they are and they managed to come back but it's very real and I think that is it's a real really really important part of the psyche and the fabric of what it is to support football even if you're a, even if you're a, um, a fan of a really big club Things can happen. Things can go wrong. Now, it looks less and less likely each year. But obviously, I've spent a decent amount of time over in the US. And one of the things that I feel massively is missing from American sport is this idea of relegation. I agree. Mm. You, you, you have no jeopardy at all. Yep. And the reason the playoffs were brought in in the Football League, of course, is because by about December, half the league mm. had nothing to play for. So mm. they brought the playoffs in. It's the same in, um, in, for example, American football. Fine, if you do really badly, you get a better pick of the players in the draft the next year. Beyond that, there's no jeopardy. Yeah. There's absolutely no you jeopardy. You must get rewarded of, of, yeah. oddly. Yeah, but there's no jeopardy. No, I totally agree. And, and and there's something about a big side who have just relied on their reputation yeah. and they go down and there'll be other people going, uh-huh, yeah. look what you've done. Well, I mean, I was the first time in my memory when, when Hibs went down, I was actually there. A couple of mates of mine are Hibs fans, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll go along to see this. They needed to win. And it was, ooh, it would have been late 90s, this. And, and the thought of Hibs going down, was, it was ridiculous they were in that situation. You know, like it was almost like the equivalent of Leeds going down in, 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 in England. And I, I'd never forget it, how depressing. I mean, I'm not a Hibs fan, obviously. Mm. And yet I felt quite... Da- like the, the atmosphere. The, the atmosphere, yeah. people were gutted. They couldn't believe it. And I, I mean, there was, <laughs> there was one bloke who was, sat, who was sat next to us who just turned around after the finals and he went, I'll see you at Cali next year. You know, you couldn't believe it. You're not <laughs> playing the likes of Rangers, Celtic, yeah. Hearts and, all, yeah. and Aberdeen. And, and no so. relegation final day um, is complete without some cameraman somewhere finding a footage of a kid in the stands yeah. crying. Mm. Oh, but yeah, also definitely. with relegation, it's a real sliding, it can be a real sliding doors moment, of course. And I know sport is littered with these, with these moments. It's almost pointless to say. But Leicester City... That miraculous escape they made in 2014-15. Nigel Pearson in charge. He was Nigel Pearson was in charge of Carlisle when Jimmy Glass scored, by the way. Just to, yeah, yeah. you know, so he's a bit of a specialist. But you know, they they won. They had ten games to go. There were seven points from safety, and they won seven out of their last nine games. If they hadn't have survived, mm. we wouldn't have seen the greatest thing. I would argue that the sport has ever thrown up in Leicester winning the league the next season. The second most important manager in Premier League history. <laughs> yeah, Nigel Pearson. Um, <laughs> <Jim, laughs> Do you remember when West Ham had to pay reparations to yeah, Sheffield yeah. United? Of course we do. Because they fielded Carlos Tevez. Man United had, I think, a cup match, so they or a Champions League match, and they fielded a weakened team, and Carlos Tevez scored. 
Yeah, West Ham but United Old Trafford by yeah. Now, yeah. Even yeah. though he was um, an illegal player effectively because he was owned by an agent. Yeah, well, I yeah. think that was the that was what was to be determined, wasn't it, at the time? Well, that's, that's a, the, well Sheffield United um, um, brought a court case and it was deemed that to pay, West Ham had to pay him £20 million. Yeah, it was a decent years, amount of money, yeah. And Sean Bean called... Um, yeah. Sean Bean was involved, yeah. Called Neil Warnock a wanker in front of his kids. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> His own kids or Neil Warnock's kids? Yeah, Neil Warnock's no, kids. Both kids. All kids were there. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Though when you look at the last, the, the last day of action in the in the league, and you think, who are they playing? Oh, they're away at Old Trafford. That should, that 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 takes care of it. Yeah. <laughs> or Bradford beating Liverpool West 1 0. love playing Man United they, on the last day. They do. Or, uh, uh, I was just surprised that Neil Warnock bought a grudge about that. <laughs> Good that he hasn't mentioned it this season. But it's true. Like, like Bradford, when they stayed up, you know, playing Liverpool oh, yeah, on the that. last day, you think to yourself, if you're if you're one of the other sides down there, you think, oh, great, they've got them. We've only got them. You know the and best it thing, doesn't always work. The out. best thing about that Bradford, that was in 2000. I remember watching that game. They, David they, Weatherall. They beat Liverpool. Mm. They had to beat them the staff, and everyone gave them no chance. Yep. And uh, I can remember when they were celebrating a guy behind one of the goals unfurling a banner saying Houdini lives in Bradford and I thought you've prepared that yeah. you've prepared that before the game Fair. and you've not thought at any point now it's going to jinx it you're taking it along anyway I, I think he was right if any steward had spotted it they would have told him he couldn't take it he's going to jinx it no jinx is here yeah. oh dear there, there we, we are, mm-hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen. There we are, the relegation scrap. And we, we, well, is it right to say we look forward to seeing what happens? I suppose we do look forward, you know. My yeah. team will not be involved this year, so I will very yeah. much be looking forward They're to it. They're very much in the promotion they are. Uh, title race. At yeah. time of recording. At time <laughs> of recording. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the sixth episode of our 12 Rambles of Christmas in association with Bet365. We're back tomorrow with something else from the world of football that gives us plenty of cheapies. See you tomorrow. Season's greetings and the Happy New Year. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.